Come on now, church. Who's excited to be in the house of the Lord this morning? Come on now. Man, if it's your first time here, first time in a long time, you may not know this, but we are one church in three locations here in Moorhead, in Grayson, and in Ashland. Come on, can we give it up for Grayson and Ashland? Come on now. Man, so thankful for you all, all you all joining us online. And man, I truly, man, I, I am just so excited uh, just to share what God has been uh, pouring into me and my life over some time now. Uh, it, it's been months <laughs> that God has been pouring uh, this message into me and just continues to pour this message into my life. And I'm just super excited just to share what God has uh, for you. And I say this all the time at youth and at college because I am over those ministries here at Better Life Church, little shameless plug. If you have a middle school or high school or if you're a young adult, 18 to 26, you don't wanna miss a Wednesday night. I'm just saying. But man, it's, I say this every single time. I truly believe that God has you here on purpose for a purpose. I believe God has you here on purpose for a purpose. You're not here by mistake. You're not here by accident, but God knew you were gonna be here and God has a word for you today. So I want you to look to your neighbor and say, hey, God has a word for you today. Let them know, come on. That's right, and then look to your other neighbor. You can talk to them because we're called to love your neighbor, both of them, and uh, the one you completely ignored, let them know, hey, God even has a word for you. God even has a word. For you. But before we jump in, let's go ahead and pray one more time. God, we just come to you right now. God, we thank you. We thank you for who you are. God, we thank you for all you've done. And God, we thank you in advance for all you're gonna do. God, I just pray right now that you would just begin to soften and open up our hearts and our minds and our ears so we may see you, we may hear you, we may experience you in a new way here today. God, I pray that you would just continue to move, do what only you can do. God, we love you, we thank you, we praise you. In Jesus' name I pray, and everybody said, amen, amen. All right, so I have a question for y'all. How many of y'all like the dark? You know what I'm saying? How many of y'all like the dark? Okay, not very many. So if you don't like the dark, y'all are my people. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm afraid of the dark. I'm not afraid to admit that I'm afraid of the dark, but I'm a little scared of the dark. Uh, but I, I know that there was this one time, and I would say that it's uh, a lot like our lives, really. But there was this one time I, I was growing up, and uh, I went to, um, it, it was a lock-in. How many of y'all remember lock-ins? You know, throwing it back, amen, that's right. <laughs> and, uh, but I, I was going to a lock-in, and I remember we were playing laser tag. I never played laser tag before in my life, but I thought, this is gonna be fun. And I remember I was getting my vest on, and I had my little laser gun on, and then they shut the lights off. And I was like, oh no, <laughs> I thought this was fun. <laughs> Didn't know they were trying to scare us. But I, I'll, I'll never forget, like there was like no lights. And isn't it funny? Like I went to a laser tag arena after that and there were actually like some glow in the dark lights in there and it was cool. But it's like at a church, it was pitch black. We always do things so much more dangerous. Like I, I don't understand. It's like, oh, you don't know Jesus? You'll find him here. We're gonna scare you. But <laughs> we always do things so much more dangerous. But I remember I was running we were playing laser tag and I was running around, running around. And next thing I know, cause I'm a little scared. I hadn't seen anybody in a minute. And I was like, did the rapture happen? <laughs> Is it just me here? God, what's going on? But I took off running because I was scared. And I took off running 
And next thing I know, I'm waking up. Because I had ran into a wall that I didn't know was there. I got so scared, I took off running and boom, out. <laughs> yeah. But see, I think that that's a lot like our lives. That what happens is we get scared of the dark. We get scared in the dark times and we take off running and what ends up happening is we hit a wall. What ends up happening is we hit a wall and we end up being in complete darkness for way longer than we ever wanted to be. Not knowing what happened, not understanding what took place, why it happened, why it had to happen. But how many of you all would say that your life's kind of been like that? You've been in a season of darkness where it seems like there is no light, like there is no hope, where it's just been complete darkness, where you just feel stuck. You don't see why things are happening. You don't know where to turn to. You don't understand it. But what if I told you you may not be experiencing complete darkness? No, 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 Brandon, you don't understand. It is dark. What if it's not complete darkness? Maybe you think it's complete darkness because of what you're focused on. And all you're focused on is darkness. But I want us to look here in Psalm 23, verse 4. Very popular passage. It says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. I want you to notice there at the very beginning of the verse, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. The shadow. See, maybe you're not in complete darkness, but maybe you're just in the valley of the shadows. But I want you to know for there to be a shadow, there must be light. So maybe you're not in complete darkness, but let's back up even before that. Even though I walk through the valley. My first point, if you're taking points today, and I encourage you to because you do get extra points in heaven, as Pastor Daniel says, uh, so I encourage you to do it. I'm just messing around, but seriously, take them. Uh, my first point is this. Stop running. Stop running. We see it right there. Even though I walk even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. He tells us to walk, yet we're running. See, because I believe that the enemy wants us to do that. He wants us to run. He wants us to run. He wants us to run away from God. I want you to think every single time something bad happens, how many times do you blame God? Man, I'm in this valley. Doesn't it make sense to run? I wanna be on the mountaintop. Doesn't it make sense? See, and the enemy will confuse you and make you believe that you're in control and you can handle it and you can take it on and you can just run through the valley. But his word says that he will lead you. He will guide you. He will direct you. So the question I have for you, are you walking with Jesus in the valley or are you running from him? It's no wonder you feel alone in it. 
because you're running from it? Are you walking with Jesus in it or are you running from it? See, another dark place that I think of is haunted houses. How many of y'all like haunted houses? Oh, hang on. More of y'all said, I don't like the dark, but it's like haunted houses. Yep, not me. I'm scared. I ain't afraid to admit it. I'm scared of haunted houses. I'm like, what is going on? Why would I go there? It says haunted in the name. Like, I'm not doing it. But it's another dark place that I think about. And whenever I think about haunted houses, what happens if you've been into a haunted house or a haunted trail ever before in your life, what they do is they go, okay, I want you to grab the shoulders of the person in front of you. It's like, oh yeah, I will. Yeah, I got it. Really, I'm like, praise God. <laughs> I am holding on to somebody. Brandon, loosen up. No, they told me to hold on, <laughs> you know, and... We do that, and we hold on to them. And really, it's like a grown-up's version of follow the leader. And we hold on to the person, and wherever they go, we go. Wherever they turn, we turn. And they lead us, and we trust them that, hey, this is your guide, so uh, I'm gonna trust them that they're gonna take me to a safe place. But in these dark times, who's guiding you? I don't know about you, but I know for me, I'm not going in a haunted house really ever, but especially not alone. And everyone always kind of fights going in. I'm, I don't want to be first. I don't want to be the first one going. So who is guiding you? Are the people in your life leading you closer to Jesus or further away from him? See, John 8, verse 12 says, again, Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows, say follows. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of light. So why are we walking in darkness if he says, if you follow me, you will never walk in darkness? Are you following Jesus? Is he leading you? Is he guiding you? Is he directing your every step? Or are you taking matters into your own hand and allowing people to speak into your life who shouldn't be speaking into your life? Are you trying to control every step? See, because my second point is this, is when you walk with God, you experience See, the enemy, he wants to make you think that you're in darkness. The enemy wants to make you think that you're in complete darkness. He wants to take you and have you run in the valley so that you stay in darkness because he doesn't want you to notice that, hey, I'm just in a shadow, so if it's a shadow, there must be a light, and the light's name is Jesus, and if I follow him, I will never walk in darkness, but I will have the light of life, and you know why he doesn't want you to know that? Because then you will have hope. And if you have hope, hell loses its grip on you. So if you're here and you're hopeless this morning, who are you following? Who are you looking to? Are you running towards God or are you running away from him? 
And see, we have a GSP in the house here at Moorhead. Can we give it up for GSP? Come on now. Man, y'all, absolutely amazing. Um, I, I challenged them last week to bring some students, and they were like, we're gonna bring 50. And they walked up to me today, and they're like, we got 51. <laughs> I was like, all right, overachievers. <laughs> we already know that. But anyways, so y- y'all, are, y'all are pretty smart, and I, I want y'all to answer with me, and Grayson and Ashlyn in here as well. But whenever a lot of times, like as photographers, you, you will take a picture, and if it needs to be developed, it's kind of like the old school of developing. There's a room that you would take it to, and what's that room called? A dark room. Man, I knew they were smart. It's a dark room. My third point is this, is be developed in the dark room. Be developed in the dark room. And you know, as I began to learn about dark rooms and kind of check out what like a dark room was, I was kind of like, that ain't a room for me, it's dark, I'm scared. (laughs) But I I, I was learning about dark rooms and I began to kind of look into that and photography and why they went in there and, learning about things I never thought I would learn about. And I remember though learning and I looked up pictures of a dark room and I'm not joking, I had to look it up multiple, multiple, multiple times because I was so confused whenever I saw what a dark room was. And I think we actually have a picture of a dark room. (laughs) But isn't it funny that even in a dark room there is light? makes you think that maybe a lot of times people will just focus on the darkness. But there's a light even in the middle of the dark room. And so I begin to study. I was like, what is this light that is in there? And that light, they actually call it a safe light. They call it a safe light. Why? So the picture can still develop even in the midst of darkness, with that light still there. It's called a safe light. And why do they even use a safe light? Because the artist, the photographer has to go in and they can't be bumping into things, but they have to see where they're going. So it's a safe light for the picture, but also for the artist to go in there and pick up the picture as they put the solution on the picture and they begin to hang the picture up and they wait for the picture to develop it and they go in and they check on it and make sure that, hey, the picture is developing. See, even in the dark room, there is a light and it's a safe light who will help you find your way. But let's be real. How many of us are playing the artist? We go, we take a picture. We go in and we put it in the solution in the dark room and then we hang it up. It's like, oh man, it's gonna be awesome. Man, it's a little scary in here. It's a dark room. Kind of feel enclosed, man. I, I, man, I wish it would hurry up, man. I, I really want to show people this, like, man, I, I'm ready to show it. And what happens so many times is we actually take the portrait off and we go out into the light. And what happens whenever you take the portrait, the picture out into the light too soon? Guess what? It destroys it. It destroys the picture. 
But see, that's what the enemy likes to do to us so many times is go, hey, 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 don't stay in this, don't stay in this. Hey, run, 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 get out of this. You went out of this, you went out of this. So we start running, we start running, we start following whoever is in front of us. And it's like, oh, I'm just gonna go wherever it will take me to get this feeling away from me, to get this darkness away from me. I will go, I will do it, I will go whenever. And what happens is we go into the light too soon and it destroys the development that God is wanting to do in your life. What if you're the picture and God's the artist? Because he knew you before you were ever created. And he saw, just like the photographer would see, the artist would see, they saw how beautiful it could be. And he saw it and he began to take you and put you into the dark room, but don't worry, he's the light of the world, so yes, there's a safe light there, and he would put the solution over top of you, and then you would begin to hang up, and you would begin to develop, and what happens is, the artist knows when you're ready. And what happens is he sees whenever you're ready to be put into the light and what happens whenever you go from the dark room into the light is a beautiful, beautiful picture. But what's even more amazing than that? What's even more amazing? It's the photographer, the artist, what they do every single time is they sign it. And whenever the artist signs it, it shows whose it is and it shows its worth. The same goes for you. While you're being developed in the dark room, man, you may not understand it, you may not get it, you may feel stuck. And like there is no hope, but know there is a safe light there that will lead you, that will guide you, that will direct you. And he knows exactly when to take you out. He knows exactly when to show you to the light. And it's not gonna be about you and not gonna be for your glory, but it's gonna be about him and his glory. And your story will reflect that. There's power in your story if you allow him to develop you. See, for me, I'm not gonna lie, I... I've been in the dark room many times in my life. I didn't understand the development taking place because if you don't know really anything about photography, it really doesn't make sense to develop in a dark room. It's like, why would that happen? Why do you do that? And for me, there were a lot of times I was in darkness and I didn't understand why that I was in this darkness or this valley, this shadow for so long and it didn't really make sense and it just seemed like everything was impossible. But I want us to look here in Luke 18, verse 27. It says, Jesus replied, what is impossible with man is possible with God. So maybe you're in a situation where it seems like it's impossible. But man, aren't you so thankful that even though it may be impossible with man, that all things are possible with God. All things 
Not just big things, not just small things, but all things are possible with God, which leads me to my next point is this. Don't miss the miracle in the middle. Because maybe, just maybe, there is a miracle in the middle of the valley that you are walking through. There's a miracle in the middle of the valley that you are walking through and the enemy wants you to run from it. Why? So you don't see it because if you see it, you will see him. And if you see him, your life will forever be changed. You will have hope. You will begin to trust him. You will begin to follow him. But don't miss the miracle in the middle. And I can say this from experience because I almost did. I came so close to missing it. My little nephew, Beckham, many of y'all know him and probably seen him running around, whether it's here in Moorhead or there in Grayson, you've seen him run around. Man, he is a wild one, you know. (laughs) If you know Beckham, you know Beckham. And if you don't know Beckham, you'll get to know Beckham. (laughs) And he is a wild one, I'm telling you, he is something else. And I remember though, at just a couple years of age, Beckham began to have seizures, multiple, over 20 a day, 30 a day, just constantly having seizures. Doctors didn't really understand what was going on. They they tried some different things, but it just continued, 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 and they ended up doing an MRI, and they found a spot on his brain, and it was kinda like a birthmark on his brain that was gonna cause him to continue to have these seizures and they were just gonna be worse and be worse and be worse as he got older, but there was a surgery for it. However, in this surgery, it was risky. In the surgery, it was gonna be a very likely that he was gonna be paralyzed on his whole right side of his body. A lot of times people don't have full function. A lot of times people, they're not able to drive. They're not able to play sports. They're not able to do anything on their own. And it was a big fear. And it was like, hey, this really may happen. And it tore me up. Beckham, he may be my nephew, but he's like my little boy and I love him. And it tore me up because as many of you all know, I've been through a very similar situation where My best friend, he had to have brain surgery and he had a brain tumor and he ended up passing away. So for me, I'm not gonna lie, in the middle of the dark times, I didn't see a light at all. But all I did was focus on the darkness. Man, it was hard for us. So we didn't understand it, we didn't get it, and it didn't make sense. But man, my sister, she's my older sister, but man, she's small, but her faith is big. And I'll never forget her calling just as they're getting ready to perform the surgery. And she said to me and my wife, Abby, she said, it's gonna be okay. I have peace. It's gonna be okay. God's got him. It's gonna be okay. God gave me this peace. God gave me this comfort. It's gonna be okay. And I didn't say it out loud, but being honest, I was scared to death. And I thought, man, I I can't let myself get there again because I don't wanna be hurt again. But I'll never forget in that moment of doubt, God speaking to me and just say, hey, trust me. Just trust me. 
And I sat there all day at work just looking at my phone, just waiting for updates. And they went in for the surgery and we found out that the surgery was a lot more complicated than it was supposed to be. It was actually a lot longer than it was supposed to be. And the surgery, the spot on his brain was actually a lot larger than it was supposed to be. Talk about dark times. It just continued to get darker and look worse and get darker and get darker. But my sister, my family, they never lost the faith. And let alone that, and they, the enemy knew that they weren't losing their faith. So guess what? The electric went out. Talk about darkness. During the surgery, the electric goes out. But they continued to have faith. They continued to work on him. They continued to get things ready. And I'll never forget, they called and they said, he's out of surgery. I just began to weep. I couldn't believe it. They didn't know if he was gonna be able to use the right side of his body or not, but man, he was out of surgery and he did good. But then me and my wife, we went up there the next day and I wanna throw up these two pictures. Kinda shows a little bit about the story. A boy that wasn't supposed to use the right side of his body the next day was up, smiling, talking, and playing basketball in the room. Even whenever we have little faith, God is still faithful. Even whenever we're not full of faith, God is still faithful. And I saw what God did right there and then. Don't miss the miracle in the middle of it. You may feel like you're in darkness. You may feel like you're in that valley of the shadows. Do not miss the miracle in the middle of it. Don't run from God. Run to him and walk with him. He wants to be there with you. He said he will never leave you. He will never forsake you. He is right there by your side. Every step of the way, even when you don't get it, even whenever you don't understand it, even whenever you don't see it, he is there. It's like, well, Brandon, that's awesome. That's, that, that's good for you. Um, but my situation didn't really turn out that way. It, it, there was no miracle in the middle. It, it didn't turn out that way. I guess God must have been mad at me or disappointed in me or man, maybe he doesn't even love me because mine didn't turn out that way. Like, that's awesome that it turned out. I'm so glad that you're able to stand up there and preach it. But man, what about me? What about me in the middle of the darkness? What about me when I don't even see a miracle, whenever it doesn't make sense, whenever it went the wrong way? What about me? The last point is this. Don't look to what is seen. Don't look to what is seen. For me, it may seem like, yeah, got to experience the miracle in the middle of it. That's awesome. I want you to know that I'm actually walking through this now. I'm walking through this, my life now. But I'm not gonna lie, it seems like I've been in complete darkness. And man, I'm scared of the dark. I don't wanna be there. I don't wanna be in the valley. 
But for me, me and my wife, we had uh, been trying uh, for kids and been a dream of ours. And uh, we were trying for kids and uh, had some medication and we were trying, trying, trying for months. And I'll never forget in the middle of it, I remember God speaking to me and just saying, hey, follow me. Hey, trust me. Hey, it's not on your time, but it's my time. Hey, listen, I'm the light. Follow me. It says that I go before you. Follow me. That means I'm ahead of you and I see what I'm doing. Hey, trust me. And I remember in the middle of that, about a month after hearing that message from God, I remember waking up one morning to my wife shaking. <laughs> and this is in my face. And I ain't a morning person. <laughs> and she woke me up at like five. <laughs> I was scared to death. <laughs> she was shaking and she's like, Babe, 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 babe. And I was like, oh, <laughs> what's up? <laughs> and I couldn't see nothing. I couldn't believe it. And I remember seeing that. So excited. Started getting room ready. Started doing all this stuff. And then I have a little video to show you the first appointment we were going to. So on our way. Our first appointment. Uh, Abby's a little over nine weeks, uh, so today I'll be, we will be hearing our baby's heartbeat, and uh, I'm super excited. And I love you, Abby. I know you don't know that I'm making this. Uh, I love you more than anything. And to our little boy or to our little girl, and I love you more than anything already. And I just can't wait to to meet you or meet you all. <laughs> I mean, it may be twins. We may be here two RPs. Uh, but uh, I'm super excited. I love you. Uh, all of you. I'm super excited to start my, uh, our little family together, baby. I love you. And you're going to be the best mommy in the world. And that day, I'll never forget, we didn't hear two heartbeats or even one. And it broke me. Felt stuck. Felt like I was in complete darkness. Like I didn't have hope. But I'll never forget the peace that came over me. And God said, hey, Brandon, trust me. Remember I told you, trust me. I've gone ahead of you. Trust me. Follow me. I know what I'm doing. Hey, you may not understand it. Hey, you may not get it, and it may not make sense, but trust me. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. Trust me. I am here with you. Trust me. Let go of the hurt. Pick up the hope. Let go of the pain and just trust me. And it felt like I was in complete darkness. Mm -hmm. 
2 Corinthians 4 says, so we do not lose heart. Though our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day for this light momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison as we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. I remembered be developed in the dark. I was preaching to myself, hey, God is right there. Don't run from him. Don't stay in the dark because the enemy, he'll either want you to run from him or stay stuck where you're at as long as you don't see the light. Just walk with me. Follow me. I will lead you, I will guide you, I will direct you. And being honest, I expected this message to go a little bit different today. I expected it to be a little bit different today. Because man, don't we love a message? Don't we love a life that has a happy ending? I expected it to be a little bit different today. See, because about seven weeks ago, found out we were pregnant again. Man, it was gonna be about the blessing that comes from the darkness and the story that comes from the darkness and being developed. The story, the message was supposed to be a little bit different today if I was in control, if I was the artist, if I was doing things my way, if it went how I wanted. But God knew what was best. And even though I don't see it, even though I don't understand it, even though I don't get it, I have to have faith and trust in him because just a few days ago on Thursday, as I was preparing for the message, we found out that we had a miscarriage again. It wasn't supposed to be this way. But I want you to know I'm in it with you. You're not alone. You're not in the valley alone. You're not in the darkness alone. I'm walking through it with you. But more importantly than that, God is right there with you. If you will look to him, if you will repent and turn your heart to him and say, I will follow you. I put my faith and my trust and my hope in you. I don't understand it. I don't get it. But God, I'm gonna trust you that this isn't meaningless. I'm not gonna lie, I had the same thoughts that went my head that you probably had in yours that man, maybe God's mad at me. I want you to know God's not mad at you. God is mad about you, man. Maybe God doesn't love me. God loves you so much that he sent his one and only son to die on a cross for a sinner like you and like me. Talk about love, talk about sacrifice. That's how much he loves you. He is ahead of me. He knows what's best for me. And I just have to trust him that he will lead me. He will guide me. He will direct me every step of the way. Even whenever I'm not full of faith, he is faithful. And I have to know that. 
Why? Because Jeremiah 29, 11 says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Do you have hope this morning? I'm gonna ask everyone, if you would, close your eyes, bow your heads. Maybe you're here today. You've put your faith and trust in Jesus and he's the savior of your life. But you've been struggling and you've been in that valley. I wanna encourage you, fix your focus on him. See, because what happens so long is we fix our focus in the darkness and if you're in the dark for too long, you become blind. Fix your focus back on him. But maybe you're here. You've never given your life to Jesus. Maybe you've been in that valley and you've been in complete darkness and it says, if you follow me, you won't walk in darkness, but you will have the light of life and it starts with you following him. Will you follow him? Will you put your faith and trust in him here this morning? Because God's not mad at you. He's mad about you and he's madly in love with you. So will you surrender to him this morning? Will you surrender the hurt? Will you surrender the pain? Will you surrender the shame? Will you surrender it all to him. And if that's you and you're ready to surrender to him, if you're ready to declare him as Lord of your life, I'm gonna ask you to say this prayer with me. And hear me out, a prayer it won't save you, but your lips can proclaim what your heart declares. And if your heart declares Jesus as Lord, just pray this with me. Just say, God, I'm sorry. I've blown it, I've messed up, I've made mistakes. But Jesus, I believe. I believe that you came. I believe that you died. And Jesus, I believe that three days later, you rose up out of the grave. I repent. I turn from my old ways. I turn from my darkness. And I turn to you, the light of life. I turn to you. And I declare you as Lord of my life. Even whenever I don't see it, even whenever I don't understand it, God, I surrender it all to you. And if that's you this morning, with every head bowed, every eye closed, no one looking around. If that's you this morning and you surrendered it all to him, you declared that this morning. I'm gonna count to three and on the count of three, if that was you and you just prayed with me, I'm gonna ask you just to lift your hand. We don't wanna embarrass you, but I wanna be praying for you. His life is hard. Life with Jesus is better, but man, it's not easier. And I wanna be praying for you. So if that was you on the count of three and you just prayed that with me, I'm gonna ask you to slip up your hand, every head bowed, every eye closed. One, I'm so proud of you. Two, Jesus loves you so much. Three, if that was you, just lift up your hand. I'm so proud of you. 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 Keep your hands lifted. Keep your hands lifted. Don't be afraid, don't be ashamed. 
And I'm gonna ask you to do something really bold here. Every head bowed, every eye closed, no one looking around. I'm gonna count to three and I'm gonna ask you if you would stand and show that you have accepted Jesus. One, two, three. If that was you, would you just stand to your feet? Would you just stand to your feet? Every head bowed, every eye closed, no one looking. Come on, let's celebrate with them, come on. Listen, I'm gonna ask you to do something. I'm gonna ask you, if you would, I don't even care if you're in the middle of the road, just say, excuse me. I'm gonna ask you if you would make your way on back through the back doors and make your way to the next steps area. We have some team members who would love to pray with you, who have a free gift for you to help you on your journey with Jesus because man, we are better together and you don't have to do this alone. God, we just come to you right now. God, we thank you. God, we thank you for who you are. God, we thank you for all you've done. God, thank you for moving. God, I just pray for every single person here that God, you would lead us, you would guide us, you would direct us every step of the way. Give us peace, give us comfort. God, we love you, we thank you, we praise you. In Jesus' name I ask and I pray. And everybody said, amen.